been listening to MOD Channel. Hello, people of God. Welcome to my podcast. This is MOG Channel, where we help you to see real and practical Christians from God's Word. If you're new here, welcome. If you're returning, welcome back. Before we get started, I want you to hear this clip, and then I'm going to start to do the teaching. So, listen. University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas taking first place in the NCAA 500-yard freestyle. She is the first transgender athlete to be crowned NCAA champion, but not without controversy because critics say she has an unfair physical advantage over the other swimmers and should not have been allowed to compete. Well, in case you didn't get that, the summary is that the world has fallen into madness. Okay, so a man, all right, this guy is born William Thomas, Okay, now going by Leah Thomas, and it's not just his name that changed, but it's also um, his identification or his sex. Okay, so he now goes by a female, but he's a woman, all right, and um, so participates in a swimming competition for women and then wins. Okay, <laughs> and of course, there was no little backlash on social media. Because, you see, men are, when it comes to sports, they have the advantage because they have a stronger build, they have stronger lungs, they have, basically, the way God created men is that men are generally stronger, okay? Not all men, but men are generally stronger than women. And so, that's why you have the male and female uh, categories of competition. That's why we separate them, because men will totally crush women. Like, this guy was like 400 and something um, position overall when it came to the men's like categories or category. But when it came to the women's category, he easily won. Like the guy is smoking the women. And now we, we live in a world today that accepts this as normal. That is people will just look the other way and say, oh, he says he's a woman, so no problem. He's a woman. And then they allow him to compete in women's competitions. In some cases, they allow them to if they are arrested to stay in a woman's jail and all those kinds of things all right now i'm not here for that because that is clearly wrong and that's clearly insanity that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever i'm not here for that okay because you see many of the people who are complaining about um this man competing in a female um sports swimming competition they would be perfectly fine if they said, okay, let's have a transgender category and let this man compete. They would be, that is, let's just only transgenders, people who come, men who say they are women, compete and they would be very, very fine. Okay? Most people would be fine with that. Or if they said, if this man said he wants to compete, wanted to compete with other men, but he says he's a woman, they'll be fine with that. And if the man just identifies the way he has identified and says, okay, he's a woman, they'll be fine with that. In fact, um, you just heard the news outlet, like the news clip that I played. And you see that they're actually calling him she. Calling him she. Calling him she. All right? And of course, you know, today in our world, we have what we call the pronouns. If I think I'll make an entire podcast episode on that one, you know. So we have pronouns and we have different things, gender fluidity. Now, now see, why, 
why I'm saying that I'm not really like I'm not really interested in the will I say politics or whether they should be allowed to compete in a female thing or not. What I'm interested is the fundamental issues, the underlying problem that many people will tend to ignore and just go after the the branches. It's like a whole tree here, all right. Imagine a whole tree is in your palo, and people just want to hack at the leaves not wanting to uproot the tree from wherever it's planted. Do you get? So we have to get to the root of the issue. Okay, so what's the issue with the the world today? If you just turn on the news or if you're on Twitter, I mean, I'm talking about not news here anyway. I'm talking about news, all right, maybe in the US or the UK, Europe, <laughs> the rest of the world, right? Hardly Africa because in Africa, uh, people who you know, do this will most likely be stoned to death if they can be found. All right? Not like I support that, but it's just the current reality that people are still too traditional here to, you know, condone such. But, well, the West, okay? Western countries, European countries, um, America and co have, has begun to accept that this is normal, okay? Accept that um, a man can wake up and decide to be a woman and then it's fine. A boy can decide he's a girl and that's fine. A girl can decide she's a boy and then they will even do a uh, do plastic surgery or whatever and in some cases cut off genitalia, give um, hormonal drugs, you know, so that um, the man starts to, you know, maybe look a little more like a woman and his voice begins to sound more like a woman or a woman begins to grow a beard. I, I mean, I saw a particular video where this is a man. If they tell you that's a woman, that that was actually a woman. It was born a woman, but has in quote transition. You say it's a lie that this was always a man. The man looks, the man has this, this is a woman who has beards and everything. Nothing, you know, could betray the fact that this was actually a woman before. But that's the world we live in today. And <laughs> well, the truth about it is that that idea seems to be prevalent and it seems to be here to stay. And and the thing is, the idea is the problem. You see, the idea is what I want to talk about. Because many people can just go after one thing. Like, you can go after the fact that, oh, such people um, should not be allowed. Like, men who identify as women should not be in a woman's bathroom. They shouldn't share bathroom with women. They shouldn't do in women's sports. They shouldn't do this and that and that. But you still be missing out on the fundamentals. All right? You... Such people would still, many people would still say, okay, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with uh, deciding you are a, a man, deciding he's a woman or, a, you know, like different things. And I mean, that's not the only thing. There are many other things that people are doing today. For example, you have um, lesbian, um, the lesbian group, which is, oh, we're attracted to, we're sexually attracted to women. Um, the gays, men attracted to men. Um although it's a, an umbrella word for lesbians also. Then you have the bisexuals who say, okay, we're sexually attracted to men and women. Then, of course, you have the transgender that we just mentioned. And then we have the gender fluid who um, literally say, they say me, they may say, I don't belong to any gender or I belong to male gender in the morning, tomorrow, I I don't feel like it. I'm a female, you know, or I'm something in between. Or, you know, it, there's just a whole spectrum of this, you know. And then the LGBTQ, um, IA stuff, stuff like there are plenty of letters in there that symbolize that. By the way, the, I did a, a three podcast uh, 
three episode series called LGBTQ and the Lord. I mean, you want to go check it out like after you listen to this one. So I'm more interested in the idea, all right? Because as a Christian, with this um, thing, I want to say thing, this idea confronting us every day, go everywhere, you're going to see these ideas. Those of you that want to rush and school abroad, you know, the Lord be with you. As you go there, you're going to, you're going to be confronted with these ideas. You're going to have classmates who believe these things, right? You're going to have friends who believe these things. You're going to have teachers, lecturers who believe these things. You're going to be in places with people who believe these things. So the question is, how do you um, live in such a society? How do you confront this ideology? How do you, like, how do you, will I say fight it? Um, how do you justify the fact that you don't believe? Because I also tell you that there's lots of things that people will say. Like if you, or if someone hears me and then they really believe in those things, they may say, "Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. This is hate speech or something, or I'm condescending, or I hate those people." Disclaimer: I don't hate anybody. I don't hate. If you like, say you're queer or lesbian or gay, I don't hate you. Okay. But you see, I serve God and God hates sin. So it's sin I hate. Because if you look at all these, these are... I'm going to break it down anyway. Let me not rush. Okay? So the idea is... The idea is what needs to be tackled. The question is, where is this idea coming from? And is this idea rooted in God's word? And this is important because God is the one who created all things. The idea of good and bad comes from God. Man does not have a right to call things good or bad good or bad comes directly from God because God made all things. So he's the one who can tell you something is good and something is bad. We don't have that right. In fact, that's actually what started all this trouble, Genesis, right? When um, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, really, which is a figure of speech. But the idea behind that was just that um, God is the one who can call things good or bad. But what does Eve say? God tells them that the tree of knowledge of good and evil is bad. All right, it's going to bring death. But Eve looks at it and she says, or saw it was good for food. All right, and able to make one wise. The opposite of what God said. So you see, they start judging and they start deciding what is good for them. And that's actually when man fell into total chaos because we began to decide what is good for us, not what God says is good. Because God is the one who made everything, obviously. So he knows what's good for you. All right, so. That's why we need to ask, what is God's own perspective about this matter? Because my opinion and your opinion don't matter. All right? One lovely sentence that my pastor would say is, what part of your opinion made the universe? And the answer is, none. So your opinion doesn't hold water. Your opinion has no base. Are you with me? My own opinion has no base. We have to go back to the Word of God. Why the Word of God? Well, because the Word of God is God's wisdom. It's God's you know, it's not even opinion. It's God's command. It's God's order. It's how God made everything to be. All right? Now, if you say you don't believe in God, that's a totally different subject. One day we'll go and talk about atheism and, and all that. But at least I'm assuming that most of the people that listen to this believe in God. All right? And if you believe in God, you have to realize that God is master. God is Lord. All right? God is creator. God is ruler. And there's a way God made all things to function. So... We have to get with the program. We have to know. We can't assume. We didn't make anything. So, I mean, who are we to now begin to say this is right or wrong? Are you with me? So, God's word clearly tells us what's right or wrong. And by the way, um, this what you're seeing today, um, the transgender thing, I guess it's just maybe technology that has made it, you know, so now they can actually just 
is it technology or advancements in yes in tech they can decide to you know even look more like women or men like and all that but the idea of um this kind of um loose interpretation of sex is not new in fact the people of sodom were known for it Okay, uh, Genesis 13, 13. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against God. Genesis 18, verse 32. Then he said, let not the Lord be angry. Okay, so this is God talking to um, talking to Abraham, all right, when he, he sent angels to Abraham and then the angels from talking to Abraham were now going to go to Sodom and then that's when Sodom was going to be destroyed. Anyway, we see... Um, God through the angels talking to Abraham and then God allowing Abraham to negotiate like how many people would be they would meet that were good people and spare the whole city because God actually wanted to spare the city God didn't want to allow judgment come on the city because sin brings judgment actually sin actually after a while the, the earth rebels against sin this is on that topic but so what happened here in Genesis 18, verse 32? Then he said, Let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak but once more. Suppose ten should be found there. And he said, I will not destroy it, you know, for the sake. So Abraham had a nephew called Lot who was in Sodom and Gomorrah. And if this city was destroyed, obviously Lot would have been killed. So Abraham, will I say, bargained or negotiated for the city. He kept asking, say, if you have Abraham could have come down to even one man. But Abraham was like, Haba come on, there have to be at least 10 good men in that city. In the whole city, at least 10. So he stopped at 10. And God said, okay, no problem. If that's the case, judgment will be averted. And then God, you know, sends those angels to Sodom. Now, you're going to find that Sodom was destroyed in the end. Why? Because they couldn't find up to 10 men. <laughs> 10 people. They couldn't find up to 10 good people in Sodom. That's how terrible Sodom was. They couldn't find up to 10 people. It says that they were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And then we now begin to see one of the um, things that they did that was so evil. So look at Genesis 19 verse 1. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and he bowed himself with his face to the ground. Verse 2. And he said, Hear now, my lords, please turn in to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet that you may rise up and go on your way. And they said, No, but we will spend the night in the open square. But he insisted strongly, so they turned to him and entered his house. Then he made them a feast and baked on leavened bread and they ate. Okay, good. That's the angels. He hosted them. Verse 4. Now before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both old and young, all the people from every quarter surrounded the house. And they called to Lot and said to him, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them carnally. That is that we may have sex with them. So these are men in a city, a whole city, right call Sodom <laughs> and the men come out they see these two beautiful men that come into the city and then they say you know we have to have them and the Bible says young and old that means the whole city was was in it that is this was a a whole city that was full of homosexuality full of homosexuality they were all so I'm, I'm just trying to explain to you that this is not um, a new it's not a new thing because some people say yeah, this generation this generation um, ah this uh, this this is the last days. This is the end times. Uh, well, yes, it's true. It's the end time. But this, but wickedness has been on the earth, all right, since day one. Well, day one, being that the moment man deviated from God, wickedness came on the earth. So it's been there. Are you seeing that? 
so serious that homosexuality is actually called, you know, sodomy in, in some cases. All right? But now, it's important to see, to see that all this behavior, whether it's lesbianism, homosexuality, and all the other ones, is sin. And that, that's what it is. That is actually sin. It's, it's, there's no way to make it more attractive. It's sin. And we have to explore what sin actually is. But it's sin. It's as simple as that. It's a sin. Do you get that? When a man also, who God made, and made him a man, all right? Because Genesis tells us male and female created he them, all right? God's plan was to make, okay, that should be Genesis 1, I think 26, 26, 27, I think verse 27. It says, in the image of God created him, male and female created he them. Are you seeing that? God's plan was always male and female. And the reason why God separated them into male and female, or man into male and female, all right, is that he wanted man to reproduce. If you look at the woman and the way she is, you will know that basically she is designed to carry children. That's why you have all the biological differences. It's breast or everything else. It is majorly for what? Childbearing. Are you seeing that? That's why there's a difference between the two of them. That's the wisdom of God. Okay? Now, <laughs> back to it. All form of sexual, you know, deviant sexual behavior is rooted in sin. It's sin against God. All right? Now, what is sin? To sin means to miss the mark of God's standard, which is perfection. All right? It's to miss, it's to fall short of the mark. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay? Now, what's the glory of God going to be in the context? Now, I read Romans 3. If you, This is verse 23. But if we go to Romans 3 verse 9... It says, what then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. So it's the context is actually righteousness. The fact that um, there is God's righteousness, but there is none who seeks God. There is none who wants to do good things God's way, that everyone has gone away or aside from God. Are you seeing that? Everyone has gone his own way. And so going your own way, going outside of God's set standard is what we call sin. Are you seeing that? Going away from God's set standard is what we call sin. So like now we just looked at it that God designed man and woman, right? to reproduce and he also designed it that he says the man shall live for a mother and cleave to his wife and two shall come, become one flesh it's only in that context that procreation can happen children can come into being that is God's plan so anything that deviates from that plan right is sin sexually I mean if what if someone says um, you know what I don't want to wait till marriage I want to have sex before marriage obviously it's outside the plan the plan is get married and then have children with the person you married. So that is obviously zero. That is sin. Okay? Um, what if someone says, well, I feel I don't want to marry a man. I want to marry a woman. Well, that again is a deviation from the plan. That is wrong because it is not the intention of God. It is not what God intended because everything that God did, he did it in his wisdom. So you are going against wisdom, the order of things, and it's going to destroy you. That's just the truth. It's going to destroy you. It's like using um an iphone all right to you say i don't want to use the iphone to make calls or use the internet as it's intended i'd rather use the iphone to scoop ice cream aha uh -huh. yeah 
I'll scoop ice cream. So you buy ice cream and then you use the ice. I don't know how you want to do it, but you use the iPhone as a spoon and then you scoop the ice cream. You know, it's not going to take time before that iPhone like totally gets messed up or spoils or something like that because that's not the intention. And that's the same thing with sin. Sin, sin is to go out of God's original plan, go out of God's intention for anything. That's sin. It's a deviation from the order or divine order. That simply is sin. That's actually what just makes it sin. Because God has a righteous standard. Okay? So, I wrote here that from the beginning, man has had the option to either glorify God by accepting God's plan, God's ways, God's nature, God's word, or go his own way, which is rebellion. Now, God leaves it this way. That is, God allows man to have free will because... You see, worship is only valuable when we choose to do it. Worship is to serve God. Worship is to put God first. Worship is to accept God's plan and accept God as Lord. Accept Him as number one. Accept your purpose or reason for living. Accept Him as your reason for living. Okay? That's worship. My my whole life, you know, belongs to Him. I acknowledge Him as my priority. That's worship. But God wants this to be willing. You see... If God was looking for angels to worshiping him everywhere or just beings um, that would just worship him all the time and, you know, have no free will, I mean, he could have created such beings who don't have a free will, who just worship and worship and worship. They're like robots. But what pleasure do you get from that? What benefit? is like, I mean, having people or friends who you don't, like, you just program them to just be your best friends, to love you no matter what to do, no, the, the the point of or the beauty of relationships is that they are willing, right? That's the beauty of relationships. Like being a father, for example, the beauty of my relationship with my daughter is the willingness. That's that's what I look for. The willingness that she willingly wants, you know, that relationship. She willingly or the relationship with my wife, that it's a willing thing. She decides she wants to be with me. Are you seeing that? That's that's the point. So if it's robotic or if it's forced, if it's coerced, then it just loses the beauty. So, that's why God allows free will in that case. So, coerced worship is not worship. Okay? God's plan has been that man would be in union with him. Man would work with him. Man would have his nature. Man would have his life. Alright? And a man would be at the center of his plan and will. But as I said, God gave man free will to choose that or not to choose that. Are you seeing that? And we all know that the Bible shows us that man went his own way. I mean, Genesis chapter 3, we know that man decided he didn't want. How did that happen? Well, God told them, the day you eat of it, you surely die. The day you take off this choice, you surely die. And they took off that. And it was willing, by the way. The Bible says Adam was not deceived. It's actually Eve who was deceived. But they chose that over God. All right? And the idea that or, or behind what they really did was they declared independence of God. They rebelled against the order of God. That is, they decided to be the God of their own lives, right? Judging what is good and bad, charting their own path and course and refusing what God had to offer. Now, that may sound attractive to some people, rebellion, but on, it's not till you see the dangers of, rebe- of rebellion and the effect and the pain that rebellion causes, all right? The world we have today is a result, a direct result of rebellion. Now, when I want to explain this further, I love to go to Romans chapter 1. Because Romans chapter 1 just, I don't know, man, the hand of God must have been Paul when he was on Paul when he was penning this down. But he just 
totally breaks down, you know, the idea. It just it just brings it home, you know, if you think about it. It just helps us to understand why or what's going on, what happens, you know, when people rebel against God. Romans chapter 1 verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Unrighteousness here will just be sin, which is just deviation from what is right. Okay? Who suppress the truth in unrighteousness? So we see the first problem here. The first problem here is that man wants to suppress the truth. Man knows the truth. He knows what is right. But man wants to do what he wants to do. Are you seeing that? And this is the biggest problem with us all, if you think about it. We all know what is right. And that's because Romans, actually, if you read Romans 2, Romans 3, which I don't have time to get into today, you're going to see that actually this is actually written in our hearts. That God's laws are written in our hearts. That is, in us, there is this inherent knowledge of right and wrong. There's a knowledge, there's a knowing. You know what is right, you know what is wrong. All right? Now, but aside from that, well, God's standard has been revealed in his word. So there's backups of backups. Now, God has revealed his righteousness to men. But men suppress the truth. Men don't want it to be true. Many people who are doing wrong or doing evil know it's wrong. But they suppress it. They don't like, you, you keep it down. Yes, I know this is wrong. I know doing this is wrong. But I still want to do it. Isn't that? That's what it means by they suppress the truth. I still want to do it, regardless of whether it's right or wrong. Verse 19 says, Because what may be known of God is manifest in them, is shown in them, for God has shown it to them. Verse 20 shows us, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So here is just talking about the fact that God has let man know that he exists okay by the things that he has made because obviously you can't look at the world around you so organized so well made and then you just say there's no one who made it it was a and there are people who think like that today which is unfortunate when you look at the world around you it's supposed to point to the fact that there is a creator there's something we call the fine-tune of the universe when you look at it and say ah this world is too fine-tuned for life it's too well arranged it's too um it's too well done do you get it's too all the properties that are needed to make life around this earth, like, you just realize, no, 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 someone had to be involved. So God has made it known to them. Now, so that they are without excuse. But see verse 21, it says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. I mean, they didn't give him that place as God. No, we're thankful. Because obviously, what happens when you give God that place in your life is that thanksgiving will flow from your heart in gratitude for life and for what God has made. But they became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. So this is describing a heart that does not accept God. A heart that is hardened against God, that refuses to acknowledge the reality of God. And I'm going to tell you why people will not acknowledge God in most cases anyway. If you acknowledge God that there is a God and you believe there is a God, if you agree there is a God, it means that your life, all right, cannot just be lived anyhow. That God made you, so he must have a purpose for you. Number two, that God made you, so therefore, that God is the one who will tell you what is right and wrong. That means you cannot do what you want. There are things that will be right and there are things that will be wrong. 
Are you seeing that? You can't just choose to do what you want to do. You would have to find out what that God sees as right and wrong and then you would have to adhere to that. These are some of the reasons why people do not want there to be a God. They frown at the idea of God and then it says they did not glorify him as God. Are you seeing that? So they became futile. Their foolish as were darkened. Okay? So it means that man begins to malfunction when he removes God from the equation. When God, when man removes God from his thinking and God doesn't have his rightful place of worship as the center of man, then man becomes a fool. Look at verse 22. It says, professing to be wise, they became fools. Why they become fools? Because they took God out of the equation. And because they removed God from the equation and God is the one who can tell you this is how to live life. It's God who can give you the wisdom for living. All right? When you take God out of the equation, then you become a fool because you now begin to you just knock around in the dark. You begin to use like, it's like you have a manual that's with the manufacturer, but you say, I'll figure things out by myself. Now, you can even do that with an iPhone because we know language and all those things. But imagine you didn't know, you didn't know anything. And then you say, I'll figure things out by myself. I don't want the maker, I don't want the instructor, the manufacturer to tell me anything. I'll just, you know, it's going to lead to total foolishness. Like, okay, let's, let's use something more complex. Imagine a bomber jet, right? Or a an aircraft. And, I mean, you never went to school. You were never instructed. But you want to fly one. I'd like to ask, oh, okay, no, let's even say it's already flying. And then mid-flight, you want to take over the aircraft. You want to fly it. What are the chances that you are actually going to make it and not kill everyone in that flight? The chances are zero, Right? zero that's the same thing the bible says it's not in man to direct his own path man has zero chance of making it in this life or living this life successfully in the best way possible without god so people who to chuck god from their morality chuck god from their lives now begin to live the life of foolishness it's not an insult it's just a reality they become foolish Look at verse 24. It says, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to their vile passions. Now, when it says God gave them up, it just means God allowed them. God allowed them to vile passions. For even their women exchanged the natural use of for what is against nature. So look at this. That means there are things that are natural. There are things that God made naturally. That is man and woman for example coming together in marriage is natural that's natural but here we see the result of man disregarding god we see here he talks about women who exchange the natural use for what is against nature that is sexually women should be attracted to men but you now have women who are attracted to women they call themselves lesbians right and then it's even celebrated people have called an identity and there's nothing wrong with it and all that but what you are seeing here is just a deviation. And he says, God allowed them. He gave them up to uncleanness. He gave them up to dishonor their bodies. He gave them up. He allowed them. Because if you say you don't want God, God will not stop you. That's the truth. If you say you don't want God, you don't want his way, he will not stop you. He won't stop you. Verse 27 says, Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, see again the word natural there's a natural um interaction between men and women sexually it says burned in their loss for one another so the natural use of the woman would be that 
men are supposed to have desires for women, sexual desire for women. But now you see have men burning lustfully after other men. Men with men committing what is shameful. It's shameful. It's not right. Are you seeing that? So the problem there is they don't want God's standard. They want to do what they feel like doing. And I want to say this that, that I mean, for homosexual desires, there are people who tend to, because there are two ways I've noted how homosexual or lesbian desires can come. All right. One way could be exposure, could be exposure to pornography or whatever, or some in some cases, rape, or you know, I've seen such cases happen. And the person now begins to have those desires because they were exposed to that. That's one. The other one could just be that the person just develops such desires because I'll tell you the truth look, the fact that you have a mind and emotions, you can develop any kind of desire possible. So some people, because of the way they feel, they now say, okay, I feel this way, so I was born this way, so therefore this is actually how God made me and there is no other way to be or to live, which is completely wrong. It's, it's wrong. That's not the truth about the matter at all. That's not the truth about the matter. The truth is that God already put a design. There's a design for man. So just because you feel a certain way does not mean that is now the truth or that is now right. Are you seeing that? That doesn't mean that that's the truth or that's right. It's not, it's not true. Okay, so as I said again, check out my LGBTQ and the Lord part one to three. Just, I mean, scroll, scroll, scroll. You'll find it. So it says, verse 28, and uh, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't like to keep the knowledge of God. They discarded the knowledge of God or, or the knowledge of God as their God. God gave them over to a debased mind. I seen it again. God allowed them. And this is the thing about free will. God will allow you. Some will say, God, uh, you know, God, God will kill me. No, God is not going to kill you. For what? No, you want to sin, live in sin, live anyhow. Say, God will punish me. No, he's not going to punish you. The truth is that, you know, God has set principles in motion. All right? It's just like gravity, for example. Gravity, what goes up must come down. If you decide that you want to defy gravity by getting to the roof of a place and you want to jump down, is God going to come? Well, God is not wicked. He will not come and beat you. No. You're going to kill yourself because the law of gravity will destroy you. It, it is said you cannot break laws. You can only break yourself against the law. Are you seeing that? So God allowed them to do the things that are not fitting. Verse 29, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness, they are, are whisperers, that's gossips, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undescending, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful, who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. So you're seeing the problem here is rebellion. Rebellion is the issue. Rebellion is the issue. And rebellion is a refusal to follow God. A refusal to accept God or His standards. And the irony is that the standards of God is, is the wisdom of God. So you see, when you see something as foolish as a man being led to compete with women, and of course the man winning first place, you can tell that the world has, that's foolishness. That's a group or a set of people who have embraced foolishness. That is, they have thrown God out of their... And, you know, such people, some of them could be Christians. They choose to accept the salvation of God, but they reject God's order. They reject God's commands. 
they reject the way God does things. They say, no, 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 I don't think this is right. They are, they are choosing again. Are you seeing that? When you get saved, if you confess with your mouth the Lordship of Jesus, Romans 10 verse 9, the Lordship, he's your master. He's not your pet. So you either get with the program or, you know, get with the program because he is your Lord. People don't want it that way. They want to live the way they please, explore sex the way they want to explore it. But you see, a rejection of God's standard is a rejection of his wisdom. Because the Bible calls him the only wise God. Romans 16, 27, to God alone wise. I see him be glory. God alone wise. He's the only wise God. He, man, he, he and you are not mates when it comes to wisdom. Verse, Proverbs 3, verse 19, the Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. So the whole, the way God did the entire world is wisdom. The way he made us and the things he has told us to do and not to do is his wisdom for the world to harmonize, for it to work properly. So when you decide to go against it, what are you doing? You are you are destroying the program. You are, and you're going to harm others because the truth is that you are not, you you can't live in isolation. The things you do will affect others. You can see now because the man says I'm a woman, it affects other women. Are you seeing that? Or there are cases as I said where a man says he's a woman and they allow him to go into female bathrooms and and they go and rape happens. It's happened several times. Why is that happening? The world has fallen into foolishness. You are, they have rejected the standard of God. That's just what's going on there. We now celebrate sin and call sin a good thing. So, as a Christian, you have to think about these things biblically. Don't be taken by the hype. You know, I've seen even people now, even in Nigeria here, now begin to use pronouns. Uh, you see in their profile, they say he, him, they, there, and all those things. These are, and begin to use these. These are. <laughs> See, Genesis 1.27 says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male and female created them. All right? This is talking about the fact that man possesses some qualities of God, some things that God possesses that allows God and him or her to be able to communicate or commune. Are you seeing that? So the things that have to be man for God to be able to commune with man, like an intellect, like a mind. Do you see that? Reasoning and all that. Verse 28, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. But he said he created him in the image. Okay, God created man in the image of God, created him male and female. That is the wisdom of God, especially because of reproduction. He now says, then God blessed them. So what did God bless? Male and female. He didn't bless, he blessed Adam and Eve. He didn't bless Adam and Steve. <laughs> have you seen that? So we, we have to understand that the way culture is going and not be caught up with the madness of culture. We have to realize that, see, happiness is to follow God. That's the truth. Happiness is to follow, you know, God. It's what God blessed. To get up and decide that you are not of the sex you are born with is anti the wisdom of God. Acts 17 24. God who made the world and everything in it since he is Lord of heaven and earth. Look at this. He made the world and everything in it. He is Lord of heaven and earth. Does not dwell in temples made with hands. Verse 25. He says, no, is he worshipped with men's hands? I don't he needs anything. Since he gives to all life, breath and all things, he's the one that does all this. So, yeah, nothing is on his level. Like, he gives, he gave life to, to everyone. The people who are saying they are, you know, men who are saying they're women, he's the one who gave life to them. Verse 26, and he made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their appointed or pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. 
So, you see, God is one who determined all those things. Determined the timing of, of which you came. Determined all that stuff. He is God. Are you seeing that? So, we have to realize that it's God's righteousness. God's standard. Alright? Man has to accept God's standard. That's when things begin to work for man. The world you see today that is a sinful, chaotic world is a result of man rejecting God's standard, rejecting God's instructions, rejecting God's commands, rejecting God's wisdom in the process. Okay? So, as you see, this is the idea that we have to dismantle. If you want to be vocal about it, don't just be vocal about the fact that, oh, men should not compete in women's sports. No, you don't understand. These are people who have rejected, even the people who are complaining, many of them have rejected God. So that's not the issue. You can't solve problems problem like that. They need to get saved. They need to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They need to accept his word as their standard over their lives. And then their lives will change and things will get better. That's how you actually create change in the world. Okay? So guys, that's it. That's my two cents from the word of God. Alright? It's not an opinion. It's God's word. I hope you got something from me. I hope you learned something, understood something. And I hope you will refer this to someone else so they can make sense of what's going on in our crazy world today. All right, that's it for today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day and bye-bye. If this blessed you or you want to say hi or you have a question, you can head over to my Instagram at pst.essien, pst.essien. Also, if you've been blessed and you'd love to support what we do here at MOG Podcast, then you can give to 0106-207-685. I'll say that again, 0106-207-685-GT Bank. God bless you.